You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Remember, true believers, with great power comes great responsibility. Welcome to Two Chunks and Hug. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm Doge, and you're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you chunk. There he is. He's back. Very good. Very good impression. And I'm Carter, and is that a hunkasaur? I knew that was going to be your quote. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> you know when he's back, I have to. I have to. <laughs> Okay, Carter, why are you the hunk? Why? I'm the hunk because I'm going to protect my school. <laughs> I'm donning my wizarding robes today on graduation day. I'll go oh, that's sit. why you're wearing a, a collared shirt. That's why yeah. I'm a collared shirt today. Um, currently that's why you showered. No pants, but oh, yeah. We'll put you on need pants. Them. We'll put on my robes. Do you need pants, though, if you're wearing your robe? Mm, good question. What if you just showed a tasteful and frankly tasty amount of ankle beneath <laughs> beneath the hem of your robe? I could do mm. that. I could certainly do that. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I we hope will we will. See. Take we pictures. Will see. I would love to see. Turn the flash on. Oh, yeah, gosh. see if you could just really, really get those emergency roadside reflector ankles of yours going. <laughs> Emergency roadside reflector ankles. Um, we got a movie to talk about, but before we get to that, there's a couple <laughs> things I want to address. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'd like to start talking about this movie. Hang on, though. I really would ago. like, really would like to say, if you are for some reason listening to this episode and you have not watched Spider-Man No Way Home, why would you we say that? Will, we have any, we're that we're, that's not even what we're talking about necessarily. Nobody knows that for sure. If you haven't watched the movie that is the title of this episode <laughs> on your podcast feed, we will ruin you. Yeah, it will, it's it will it be, off. It will be Real really quick. sad for you. Real quick. Actually, yeah. okay, I know that we just made a joke about not going to talk, but I'm going to tell a brief story to give anybody who's far away from their phone time to sprint over and pause this if for some reason it auto-played next or something. Yeah. Um, by telling you about uh, two weeks ago when I trapped myself in podcast hell on accident. I podcast, I listen to podcasts uh, in the shower sometimes. Like I'll just like throw my phone on a podcast and um, let it play. Um, Do you listen to us in the shower? Never. Steamy. I was listening to uh, a podcast called The Adventure Zone while I was in the shower. And I did not check how much time was left in the episode. Um, But I usually stop the episode around the time that the theme song starts at the end. Um. And turns out, by the time I got in the shower, there were about two and a half minutes left in the episode. Oh, that's a fast shower. And uh, it played all the way through the theme song and all the way through the end of it when it's like talking about the, the you know, it's maximum fun, comedy and culture, artist owned, listener supported, blah, 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 all that stuff. Well, what it decided to do was autoplay the next episode. But what it did was autoplay the one before. It went down the playlist oh, to the past yep. episodes. 
And as I said, I always stop the episodes at about the same spot, the theme song. So I was stuck in about an eight-minute shower of a repeating 40-second loop of theme song and then Maximum Fun Stinger at the end. Love it. For about eight straight minutes. It was just theme song and then Maximum Fun, Comedy and Culture, Artist on Listener Support. Theme song, Maximum Fun, Artist on Did you, as you were there- Was it Adventure Zone? It was. As you were stuck in that shower, hell, did you feel like there was any, any way home? I felt like there was none, which brings mm. me to, you've had plenty of time if you're in the shower to dry off your hands, sprint to your phone and stop this episode. So it's time to talk about a movie, the final movie in our Spider-Man series. And it's brand new and known as Spider-Man, Spider-Man no, no Way Home. home. Also, I'll say loud enough for my wife, Chelsea, to hear, who was unable to make the movie last night with me because she wasn't feeling well, so she hasn't seen it. Mm. Please do not listen to me right now. Thank you. Spoilers. Chelsea, stop. Chelsea, no. Don't do it. Don't do it, Chelsea. Chelsea. Bad Chelsea. Get the spray bottle. Doge, synopsify me right now. Okay. Okay. As someone with a puppy, you're not supposed to. Those spray bottles are apparently pretty mean to puppies, and they just don't like it when you do that. So we don't talk about spray bottles on this show. Hey, guys. Your episode reminder that Doge has a dog. Continue. (laughs) This week's synopsis has no author. Bursting through the cracks of our universe from another universe. The synopsis says, With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter Parker to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Very good. Very good. That's all she wrote. That's all there is. Very good. Well, who wants to be first? There's so much to talk about. I mean, Jordan takes the lead. I'm just, I assume Jordan would start talking about this. So here's the thing. There was, as Doge was uh, frequent and confident in pointing out, many reasons to be nervous about this movie. So many were things you, that could go wrong. Were you guys nervous when you sat down? No. Yeah, me neither, totally. No, I was pretty totally, confident. Totally, I wasn't either. <laughs> But there were a lot of reasons that one could have found themselves being nervous about this movie. A lot of risks that uh, were assumed to be taken. Uh, a lot of doors opened. And uh, many, many ways for it to get wonky, to get sideways. Not to spoil my opinions on this movie too hard here at the beginning, but by golly, they made a movie, huh? They did. They made a movie. I, mean, I, felt, I felt like the gif of the kid from that old commercial. It's worth watching the whole thing. I wish I could reference exactly how to search for it, but it's the little blonde-haired boy who's just looking everywhere, and he's just, like, so excited. He's just, yeah. Pretty sure this is the second time we have talked about this little blonde-haired boy. Pretty sure we decided it was a Disney World commercial or something. It had to be something like that. Or, or like, bullying. It was like a teaching (laughs) moment. It was a commercial for bullying? Bully more. He was looking at all the bullies. Try bullying. that's how I felt this whole time. And there yeah. was, I mean, just, I mean, from the jump, it is it is just a, it's going to be impossible to talk about everything that we want to talk about with this movie. But yep. for the sake of this movie, that's a great thing, I think. Um, because you don't want to be able to completely <laughs> unpack it, especially a movie <laughs> like this. There's just so much going on. So what? much 
thoughtful stuff going on. What a ballsy movie. I was thinking that as I walked out, especially because we just recorded our Into the Spider-Verse episode for Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I kept saying during that episode was just how ambitious this movie was Into the Spider-Verse. But then walking out of this one, like, in some ways, is this more of an ambitious move than Endgame? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think Endgame was working with a history of good things, of shiny objects. Uh, Spider-Man had a very interesting background. <laughs> Spider-Man had like several iterations, uh, several different plots. Um, yeah, I think this was a little bit more risky. And especially with how beloved in our culture Peter Parker is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this was this is our boy. This is our neighborhood Spider-Man. And and it was, and you could tell, man, the energy of my theater. Well, well I guess we can continue throughout the episode to talk about the theater experience. And that's yeah. that was so fun. Yeah, um, mine too. I had, uh, so I'll tell you this about my theater. I had a loud chewer to my right. Um, smack, I did too. Smack, and I did then, too. An open, open mouth hamburger eater to my uh, right. Mine was gummy candies. So it was a lot of like, <gasps> ma- like liquidy Ooh. mouth noise. Um, and then four or five seats to my left, I had a quote repeater. Oh, um, no. so like, uh, a lot of, uh, f- things being said and then just like outlet, like they were like, no, uh, what's your real name? And he was like, huh, what's your real name? And I was like, ah, don't do that. Got him. Other uh, than those two guys, the yeah. energy in my theater was spectacular. Yeah. Mine yeah. too. I had a commentator behind me, but she was actually really funny and wasn't doing it just for the laughs. This was someone who was experiencing the movie. And just had some pretty funny things. I can to respect say. that. She cool. was also a heavy cry. Like she was very emotional. Um, understandably, well, before, and we'll get to that. Yeah, but before so we go I. pointing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, she was like, she was at an eleven the whole time. Yeah, and sure. so there was like, <gasps> like there was like those uh-huh. moments, which was just super uh-huh. sweet, and didn't help give him a me. Hug. Yeah. Didn't help me at all. Kylie got pretty ragged a couple times. I'll tell you that for yeah. sure. Yeah. How did this? I, knowing that Spider Man is your cry button, how did the, did this hit you in that spot at all, Jordan? So I can't. I I don't think I'm capable of crying in a movie theater full of other people. That's at a uh, that's a counseling session in and of itself. The whole public bathroom boy, thing too. Boy, huh? I wish I wasn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm capable of it. I I certainly got misty. Um, this didn't have necessarily until the very end, which is when it started to really get me. This didn't have a whole lot of the like. Peter self-sacrificial for everybody else around him until it did. And then when it yeah. did, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, it, it was, dude. So, okay. Can I Hang start? On. Really quick, though. While we're talking about theater experiences, my theater, like, full-on belly laugh, like it was the funniest joke of the film, was Norman, you know, I'm something of a scientist dude, myself. my theater laughed at that, too. And when that happened, I was like, I'm in the right room right now. Yes. Carter, did your did your theater laugh at that? Yes. It wasn't a huge belly laugh, though. Ramey, was, Ramey oh, memes has laugh. infiltrated everyone's brain. That's perfect. And people cheered at it. People cheered at that and the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. People were like, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. The other thing that people cheered at, all it took was the one-second shot of a cane. I mean, thump. Matt Murdock, yeah. my— yeah. Theater lost yeah. their minds. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. It was it was as though Tony Stark was back. 
Were y'all both yep. at Alamo? <clears throat> no. I was. Okay, 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 okay. I was at I, And I will say, I'll just take a little, a little second right here to review the Alamo signature menu because they had the green goblin pizza and Good. green green goblin fries, and it was hatch chili and chicken pizza and hatch Ooh. chili and chicken fries. That sounds amazing. Both, both were a 10 out of 10. Thank you, Alamo chefs. That sounds so good. I want Thank green chilies right now. Yeah. Hey, Matt, Matt fits just fine. Yep. Sure Matt does. Felt, and what a brilliant, like, here's what was so good. Here's one of the things that was so good. About, oh, here's the one careful. thing that was good about it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> about No Way Home is, is you have a lot to reference. Yep. Yeah. And, but they were so economical with the time they, chose they took the right to reference things. these things because Murdoch's moment, he, was he on screen for two minutes? But it Probably was not. maybe it was even perfect. Yeah. It was perfect for his him. catch of the brick. Yeah, I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm a, a really, really good, good lawyer. lawyer. I mean, come on. <sighs> and I forgot. Come on. I, I left the theater, and weirdly, one of the most echoing thoughts in my head was, I got to rewatch Daredevil. Because Charlie Cox is that good on screen. Charlie Cox his, is great. His voice, his demeanor as Daredevil is so good. But I knew, honestly, I knew Matt Murdock was going to be in the. We already talked about how he thought. Well, we're he saying was. lawyer up multiple times at the beginning. Uh-huh. Of this movie. As yeah. soon as they got, talked so much about lawyers, I was like, "Well, yeah, okay, it's going to be Matt yeah. for sure." Need some avocados at law. Avocados yeah. at law. Loved the start. Loved how intense it was. Loved that it picked up right where we left off mm-hmm. uh, with Far From Home, uh, swinging MJ around, doing the subway. That was amazing. That was such yeah. some fun. CGI flexing there at the beginning, and then the interviews, which was which was great. I love that it went just straight into spending enough time about like what would this be like? Yeah, what, how crazy would this be? John, one Watts, of the thing I really appreciated was that they gave Peter every opportunity to try to try to go to Doctor Strange and say, "My life sucks. Please fix this." Mm-hmm. And and demonstrated visually how much Peter's life sucks. But the thing that motivates him to actually want to use magic to fix yep. it is that his friends don't get what they want. Yep. Yeah. And and May, you know, he's concerned for May's yeah. life and and the exposure that she. I just love that. Yeah. I mean, that is. So something that is, I thought about trying to make this my super pump. It feels too ethereal. So I've 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 zeroed it in on something else, but. Something that I loved about this movie is the scale is bigger than a Spider-Man solo movie has ever been. Yeah. The stakes are higher than a Spider-Man it solo movie. It feels like has apocalyptic almost yeah. at times. It time. does well, feel apocalyptic. Yeah. And yet it's an incredibly Peter Parker, Spider-Man, yeah, I do anything for my friends type story. For sure. And and I think not even just it's a Peter Parker story. It's a specifically Tom Holland. It's a Peter One story well, specifically. Yes, yes. Which is, I think, a balancing act that they did a great job with. The other thing I was going to say is that John Watts has managed to make three incredible Spider-Man movies that are all John Hughes-esque coming-of-age stories at the exact same time. Yeah. It's really incredible. Watts is the only director to have done a trilogy. Like Mm -hmm. all three. Wow. Yep. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, And you can tell. I mean, you can tell. Now, we've had other directors that come in and pay homage to the movies before them and we're really thoughtful with that. But this feels just fully Watts for the entire Spider-Man series. So, yeah. So, so good. Yep. I mean, this is going to be a little Chris Farley of an episode. I think I there's say, no it's gonna way. It's going to be very hard to talk about this movie without being like, you guys remember, you guys remember when you shot that web? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. There, there's no chance for it not to be. 
that kind of a thing. Um, I'm I'm ready to start talking about our villains <clears throat> unless yeah. somebody really wants to jump no. in in some other uh, I, significant I, way. I do think plot wise, it was smart to you know we we were worried that Sony just gives away too much with trailers. Oh and, yeah, and there was a lot that we saw, but there was a lot that we didn't see. I think there was more. I felt of very the that we didn't see. I did too, especially yeah. it started for me. When Doctor Strange is first making the spell, which we had seen, that was one of the first scenes I think that we ever got. We might have even had an extended scene uh, when they were talking about No Way Home, and then, but he contains it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it feels like mm-hmm. that. It feels like, quote unquote, that nothing happened. Yep. There was a moment um, when he contained it. There was a moment where I was like, "Have they just cut all these trailers out of nothing? Mm-hmm. Like, is this about to be a totally different movie? And yeah. they've made all these fake trailers, done some big stuff like that before? Sure. Yeah. Yeah." But yeah, I I, I felt I felt very. <laughs> even though I knew kind of where we were headed, I, I totally was like, I have no idea how we're getting there or what this is going to feel like or be like. So I was very uh, pleasantly surprised by how little I actually felt like I knew uh, going in. Before we talk about the villains, do we need to talk about Peter defeating Doctor Strange using math? I loved that. Was that. So That's fun. Very Peter Parker. Um, yeah, I thought that the mirror dimension stuff just once again proves that they have nailed oh, yeah. Doctor Strange and his vibe. Benedict Cumberbatch is incredible as Strange. Um, small little, can I give a small pump to my my boy Michael Jack? You know, here he uses yeah, reuses yeah, yeah, yeah. bits of his own Doctor Strange theme that he wrote. That he wrote. That he wrote. <laughs> he wrote. Uh, he grabbed. He wrote. That he grabbed bits of Elfman's Goblin theme, Elfman's Doc Ock theme. He grabbed Hans Zimmer and the Magnificent Six's electro dubstep for just a brief second, just which is all second. I want. Which is all I he, want. Really fun. He yanked uh, James Horner's lizard theme and Spider-Man theme, and then finally Elfman's responsibility theme, which is the B section of the Spider-Man main title. All of these different musical influences, plus continuing the development of the themes that he wrote for Homecoming and Far From Home. An absolutely incredible job scoring. Yeah, it's, this movie. it's a it's a plot carbon copy, is it not? It's yes. like yeah, you could say the exact same thing about so many elements of this movie. Yep, just to be able to kind of wrangle everything, mm-hmm. treat it well, and then still move things on. Yeah, I think that was brilliant. I want to say too, I think Peter's massive desire to help his friends and Doctor Strange's arrogance to feel like he can just do it. Yeah, and, and kind of what he feels like he also owes to this kid. It makes total sense. I mean, there was a moment yeah. that it was like, I was really, I was trying to be so critical because I knew, I just knew I was really going to like this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to walk in and be like, okay, what can I start to pick apart? And plot stands out the most because that's going to be clearly the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And I had a fraction of a second that I was like, oh, he's just going to do it. He's just going to walk in the Sanctum Sanctorum and do something that could top possibly break up the universe. And I was like, well, Doctor Strange is right up there with a stark level of arrogance and he makes a lot of mistakes too. So I was like, And you know he what? feels like he still deserves Sorcerer Supreme since yep. Wong yes. got on a technicality. That that was a big shock to me. That probably helps explain a little bit of what Wong's doing in Shang-Chi yep. as well. Yeah. Just doing Sorcerer Supreme stuff while Doctor Strange sits at home. <laughs> and I assume probably yeah. blowing off some steam in the fighting pits a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was great. Yeah. I, I agree. I I I had a moment where I was like, feels a little flimsy that this 17, 18-year-old can just roll into the Sanctum Sanctorum and be like, do a magic for me. Change everything. But putting it into context of Doctor Strange, A, you're right, just kind of being arrogant, prideful anyway. But then on top of that, chip on his shoulder, 
with Wong being Sorcerer Supreme, it makes complete mm-hmm. sense. Plus, him and Peter, like you said, he's like, man, we we saved the world together. We got yeah. history. Yeah, um, I love the, that still sounds weird. Call me Steven, call me sir. Yeah, that, that bit's yeah, great. That's so good. That bit is great. Um, let's talk about the villains. Yep. Let's talk about the villains. And as we're talking about this, I do want to say back to the theater experience. Another reason this feels like an Avengers movie, this feels like one of the big ones. You know, Jordan, you were saying earlier, this was the grandest scale we've had for a Peter Parker movie, Absolutely. for a Spider-Man Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Is, is the consistent cheering. You don't get that. Like, yeah. as good as Shang-Chi was, uh, as Shang-Chi was, and how much we enjoyed the inter- Eternals, you don't really get that, <laughs> except if Harry Styles shows up, right? Right. Like, you don't really get that because we don't have a history. Nobody right. cheers for characters in those. They cheer for actors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways. No. Because it happened to every villain for me. Almost. Yep. In yep. the theater. So. Yep. Same. The, the bridge scene was one of the heaviest concentrated Ooh. periods of cheering for everybody in my theater. The 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 pumpkin bomb in particular. Yeah. The, my theater was a big goblin, a bunch of goblin heads. Really? They uh, loved Myself him. included. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest. Willem Dafoe was this close. I'm he holding my fingers very, very nearly close a super pump for me. Yeah, Almost really so my good. super pump was Willem Dafoe. So good, he was turned up to eleven. I think and he was better here than he was hundred percent. Nineteen agreed. years ago, yeah, yeah. When he smashed the mask, I was like, "Come on, that's iconic." Nope, I like him better without it. That yeah, man's face is a goblin mask. Yep, he's <laughs> yeah, so scary. That. He's so yeah. scary. Yeah, it was very good. And, and the fight you changes. called it, Doge, on the inside out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was happy that. about that. Oh, the suit? Well the spidey yeah. suit being turned inside yeah. out? Yeah, very good. And the guys, the fighting, you know, we, we go, like, for Amazing Spider-Man, and even for our Toby Spider-Man series, uh, we were kind of like, you know what? This holds up. The CGI looks great. And then we get Doc Ock against... <laughs> Peter Parker on the bridge, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Oh, actually, it, so, it, maybe it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so it is different now. Yeah. It is different now. So my yeah, my I, super dump is about a villain. Okay. Ooh. Um, and it's a minus very, two. It's kind of a confusing super dump, a little bit. So I, I'm gonna spell it out a little clearly, but um, my super dump involves Electro. Okay. I appreciated Jamie Foxx's performance, and I feel like the Electro that we got in this movie is the Electro that we have deserved this whole time. Sure. Yeah. I really, really liked him. I mean, he basically said that as a line in the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, however, was incredibly frustrated that everybody else was pretty consistent with their old portrayals. Mm -hmm. And that we just so completely changed Max. That it's, other than the power of electricity and the history he has, functionally not the same character almost at all. Right. And even though I prefer this version and I like the changes, the fact that we chose to include, in a movie with so many great elements that are callbacks, the fact that we chose to include Electro but had to basically completely rewrite him to make him work. Yeah is a little puzzling to me. Because, because everything else was such a flex because yes. they were able to just... Everything else is a better version of what it was in its own movie. And then here we have Electro, still a better version, but not even the same thing. 
And it's clearly not that we felt pressure to include every single element from every single movie because Dane DeHaan's Goblin is nowhere to be seen. Harry Osborn is nowhere to be seen. You know, like there are things that we were fine leaving out. So the fact that we bring in Electro but completely rewrite his personality, his character quirks, everything about him feels so odd to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a in the real world we know it's because of how poorly that movie was received. Again, you know, I completely agree. And like I said, I I think the movie is better for rewriting Electro. It's just yeah. weird to include him if we're going to have to change him completely. Yeah, yeah, I disagree to an extent, but I see where you're coming from. I was fine. I was like, if that's if if part of bringing everything to center is the ones that are farther off the plot. Right. Like yeah. cleaning yeah. that up I hear and you. changing the equation to make them there. I was for it. And obviously his stands out the most because yeah. when you look at it, He's the and most I different. think it's in I think it's in contrast to just looking at what every every other thing. I'm just gonna say thing because in the movie business and the music business and everything, Jamie Foxx is gold tier. Oh like yeah. he just always Jamie Foxx is amazing. Electro is a like great the, choice. Yeah. Is like the thing. That was the worst thing about his career, yep. and so yeah. it's like, and if it was Jamie, if it wasn't Jamie Fox in that role, just getting to be, because it's like someone took the governor off and said, just be Jamie Fox, yep. which yes. is clearly different than the box he had to sit in, and you know, almost, yeah, yeah. I said so it was I like I said, it's a complicated super pump because it is a complicated. If you're going to include electro, comp. or yes. Yes. If you're going to include Electro, I prefer it this way. I really enjoyed this yeah. version of Electro. I just found myself the whole time being like, Willem Dafoe is just here copy-pasting from 2002 yeah. and yeah. absolutely murdering it. The, yeah. the Raimi verse guys arrive pretty unchanged. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a very uh, multiverse super dump of you, Jordan. <laughs> it totally you're is. not even really super dumping this movie you're super dumping how bad they got it the first time well, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit that that is true i mean yeah, yeah it, he last just week electro fit. was I your don't super think that pump. max fits do what last week electro was your super pump right yeah because I, I i liked it for that universe but obviously it pales in comparison to the other villains that we have assembled yeah. here i mean except yeah. for lizard but lizard's kind of a non-entity anyway like just let so smash there's a super dump for me sure lizard and sandman actually are a, a tag team super dump for me. Interesting. Because I'm not confident they got Thomas Hayden Church or Reese uh, Ethan's back, Ethan's back for these. Because we never, ever see Lizard's human face for real, for real. We see it in silhouette and we see Thomas Hayden Church's human face for like half a sec. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's similar to the Hugo weaving red, red skull thing from Infinity War where they're like, mm. yeah, I'm not back. And they got Ross Marquand to do a voice for it. Hmm. But the entire time of the movie, like, I was incredibly thrown by the fact that even in Spider-Man 3, Flint Marco looks like a dude most of the time and doesn't look like a mud man. Right. But here he's mud man the whole time. Uh, and Lizard, Lizard honestly was not good to me. Like Lizard, uh, the way his mouth moved when he talked and said his human words didn't quite work for me. It looked pretty rough. I thought the visual uh, redesign was nice. The redesign was good. He looks a lot better than he did in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, the line to Max, last time I saw you, you had bad teeth and a comb over. Did you get a makeover? Is one of my least favorite things about this movie. It's a really bad line, dude. That yeah. sucks. And then the, I can give you a real makeover. 
It's so dumb. Because what does I, that I, even mean? I mean, yeah. Well, he like, turned him into a lizard. I, yeah, yeah, I know. But like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. They it said just, it like we were supposed to be like, ah, yeah. yes, of course. It's so because, reason, I, and here, I don't, I don't mean to continue to harp on the Amazing Spider-Man movies, <laughs> but they are bad. And sure. it's because those villains were not well-written that we can bring in the Raimi-verse villains and not change a thing about them. They all had a good motivation and a realistic personality aside from their power. And the web villains, the villains from Amazing Spider-Man are so one note that like Lizard's whole thing is, I can give you a makeover in this movie because that's all there really is to bring yeah. with him, yeah. you know? And so that's why and they I have don't, to completely I don't, rewrite Electro so that he even works in this universe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's why I don't dump on Lizard. Uh, because I just, he was a punchline. Yeah. Yeah. And I was okay with him being a punchline. I was like, okay. I did appreciate how much of a punchline they made <laughs> falling into a tub of electric eels. Yes. Every, oh, the like, so the funny. like slight pause every time he's about to say that or when later on two characters who we haven't talked about yet are talking about. Max was like the sweetest guy ever till he, <sighs> fell into a pool of electric eels. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'll yeah, do it. That'll do it. When, when yeah. he and Thomas Hayden Church are talking, when he and Sam are talking, and Max goes, just shows you gotta be careful where you fall. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. good. And that was the thing too, is like it could have gotten too campy. It really could have. Yeah. Sure. So I don't know how they were just so on the line with that. Like that they just didn't go too full reference, you know, too much. To yeah. just make it take you out of it. And it feels like, okay, all we're doing now is just pooping on other Spider-Mans. Poo-poo. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with being so thoughtful with our literal other Spider-Mans. I agree. And and I want to save discussion on our other Spider-Mans until uh, after our break, which we're not quite to yet. So I want to take a minute just to talk, if that's okay, about a phrase we throw around sometimes is like a movie being a love letter to something. Yeah. This feels like a love letter to Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have just been so impressed with John Watts, John Watts's respect for the character. Yeah, and with uh, Marvel's obvious love and adoration for the character of Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man is the true baby of Marvel. It, it, Iron Man was the MCU's darling, but the legend true- goes, legend goes that some of Stan's last words were about Spider-Man. Really. That like as Stan's dying, he's saying, take care of my boy. He's the most special thing that we've ever made. Take wow. good care of him. I would agree. With, I just got yeah. chills, by the way. Um, so sad. I think that Stan would have loved this. Yeah. It it's it was really good. Um, and, and I think that it came across as very respectful to the old Spider-Man movies that were were or were not well received, depending on yeah, which one we're talking about here. But I don't well, know, and I don't know. Compare that to it's. This is a great movie on its own right, and it sucks to try and use other bad movies to prop it up and make it seem like it's better than it is because it's it's really good on its own. But one of the things I was thinking of is like this, like for me growing up, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man movies and like Doc Ock and Green Goblin. And to a lesser extent, Sandman, but like some of those Raimi-verse villains, those are those movies were up there with me in terms of importance of like Star Wars, where I was sure. like, these are like the movies to watch right now. And with yeah. both of those franchises, we've gotten decades later actual conclusions, air quotes around conclusions, to the story that we didn't know wasn't over yet. And the the respect with which this movie handles 
these characters that are super important to folks that they've grown up with. And the fact that this movie is willing to say, yeah, even some of that was bad, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter because it's what it was. And that's what we have to work with. Yep. Stands in stark contrast to me to things like the rise of Skywalker, where it's like, this is, this is what almost nobody wanted. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, having someone have the entire trilogy so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I only bring this up because you're talking about star Wars where we had really for Disney's version, no consistency. Uh, and so the story, the whole vibe of the story hurts with that. And so I think to have Watts do this and then especially bring it all back together. Yeah. Unless and that, and that is just, the last time that I'll talk, talk poorly about another movie in this episode. Good. Unless a director just absolutely beefs it, I don't see any way that the same director for an entire series of movies can be bad. Like, unless a director does a bad job... I don't see yeah. any reason to swap directors around like yeah. some series do. Yeah. yeah. They're just, I mean, if, if you can keep them around, why not just keep the same vision that worked? You know? Consistency doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's so much more that I want to talk about. Um, we're we're going to end up having kind of a rapid fire back half because there's just so many things that we're going to go. <laughs> I know. So cool. And then I know. keep moving. It's going to be a real Chris Farley back half of this episode, but I'm here for it and I'm excited. But right now we do have to go and take a quick break for shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we make our announcements and we take shout outs. Yeah. Yeah, bud. Yeah. Yeah, bud. Yes. Carter, yes. I just wanted to thank you, the chunk. You can cue vitamin C's uh, as we go on. So. Yeah. Guys, this has been a great year, 2021. And it's so fun to kind of get through another year. We've always known that we were going to keep doing this podcast. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something about this year that makes it feel like even extra certain that I, I'm going to do this until I just can't anymore. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but 2021 was a ton of fun. And we were so excited to have that time with you. Starting our Discord chat. Starting our first season of Box Office Ball, among many things. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been an absolute Our blast. first public and access beta season. I know. And, and I think it's uh, 2022... I, this feels like a thing to do at the 2022 chunks. I know biggest year yet. It is our biggest year yet. Uh, and it is, it's our year. It's the year of, of the two. It's the year of the two chunks. It's the most twos we're going to have for a long time. And we are, we are very much looking forward to it. For Thank 200 you all years. for um, listening. I know that everybody listening right now has rated and reviewed, and that means a lot to me. Um, so all of you, all of you have rated and reviewed. Isn't that great? We're so thankful. I bet you feel so good about how you rated and reviewed. I bet you can look in your in your rearview mirror at at the your kitties in the back that are sitting in their their little car chairs and look them in their innocent eyes and say to them the truth that you've already reviewed this podcast that you love. Yeah, and you can go on with your day knowing that you've been that great parent that you are and that great chunky that you are. So thank you for that. Believe it or not, the last thing we said to Carter before he started talking was make sure this is a short one. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Did you include the fact that this is our last <laughs> our last movie of the year? It's our last movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he got everything else in there though. <laughs> 
Hey, it is our last movie of the year, but next week we do have an episode, a mini Monday of the Hawkeye finale. So make sure you join us for that as we out with the old, in with the new, end of the year, Hawkeye, season one, episode six. You know it. You love it. Doge, bring us home, buddy. In case you were one of our hate listeners who got super excited when we said it was our last episode of the year, don't worry, we'll be back. Mm. We're actually, we will be doing more episodes and that's Two chunks will return. In 2022, we will be doing more episodes and you can't stop us. Um, we're going to have a few weeks of some other fun things that we've got planned, but our our main thing we're most excited about next year is we're launching another big, long cinematic multiverse spanning series uh, called Batman. We're going to be reviewing every every of the batted mans uh, who has ever <laughs> graced your silver screen, all leading up to the well, release well, of... Well, hold on, hold on. We're not doing Adam all West. All leading up to the release of Matt Reeves' The Batman. I'm, we're doing Adam West, and I'm forcing it right now. Oh, okay. No, we probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Off recording, right before we started chat announcements, I just said I wanted to talk about trailers very briefly. There was not a single trailer before this movie that I hadn't seen. Whoa. Oh. A, a brand new, huge movie. Not a single trailer premiered before this movie. Every yeah, single one know- was old. Do you know I couldn't tell you if I saw any trailers last night? I don't actually don't think I did. I actually think there were no trailers last night. Now that I'm thinking about no. it, because I was at Alamo I don't think they, and they did, I don't think they, they're allowed to do that. Alamo did their they little can still do trailers. Oh, there was because there was a Fantastic Beast of the Secrets of Dumbledore trailer, yeah. and that is a movie I don't care at all about. Yeah, same. I love how the cover of that is just Dumbledore like shh, shh, Secrets of. Shh, don't tell anyone. Secret, secrets are no fun, Mr. Father. 
Let's start. <laughs> let's start our back half discussion with uh, probably the funnest scene in the movie. Uh, Aunt May's when May death. dies. Yeah. Uh, it was a two hour and thirty four minute movie. Yeah. And about an hour and 48 of it was Aunt May dying. It took so long and it was so sad. And I was just it was so heartbroken. Sad. It was so, so sad. Devastating. As soon as, as soon as May said, with great power, there must she also come I great responsibility. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, no, That's May. That's yeah. First of all, bravo, Marissa Tomei. Hey, shout out. Yeah. yeah. She's finally given something to do in these movies. And she was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was devastating. Was so it was good. hard to watch. It was Oh my gosh. It, I was reminded that Tom Holland is a great crier. And yeah. I was back in when he got snapped. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. oh boy, he does pull these All strings. All three of our Spider-Men are fantastic. They're criers. great criers. Yep. So Very good. good. Yeah. Can I say, um, ooh, I hate to do it here at such a sad moment, but the glider is ultimately what what killed her. I have a super dump. Oh. And it is not Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Norman Osborn. And it's not necessarily completely Norman Osborn in this movie because he needed to be here. He was essentially the big bad of all the baddies, mm-hmm. as he should have been. Yeah. I think it was an homage to, hey, this was the best one. You and know, also, uh, that's the role of, Goblin plays Oscar. in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, can y'all just explain, like, what ultimately, is he just chaotic evil? Like, what are his motivations leave me alone like don't try and change me like outside of just wreaking havoc in this movie what's his ultimate goal to not get sent back home where he will die fighting spider-man so he just wants to to live i guess yeah yep okay gotcha i think um, i was gonna say the goblin inside him is fighting for self-preservation it's a distinctly jekyll and hyde story with uh willem dafoe's Goblin. Okay. Did you guys catch? They did the tooth thing again. When he's Norman, he has perfect teeth. And when he's mm-hmm. Goblin, he has his regular Willem Dafoe teeth. <laughs> Which, hey, Willem, if you're listening, they're perfect, they're, perfect. they're perfect too. They're perfect too. Those are also perfect. They just look more like Satan's teeth. Gob, you're like, amazing just the way you are. Yeah. For me, and I'm, I'm going to watch this movie again many, 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 many times. Certainly. That wasn't super clear that that's what his purpose was. I, I totally get what y'all are saying, but it just felt like, I don't know, it could be, maybe they did a better job of the difference between Norman Osborn and the Goblin in this movie. And so I should have just taken it there. Maybe I missed something when he was playing these two, you know, we, we said it's like the Smeagol Gollum type thing. And yeah. it is very much yeah. Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde before that. But it was uh, understandably supposed to be kind of, un, was it supposed to be unclear when he's, Goblin. I, I actually was he don't ever think Goblin it was, acting like Norman Osborn. No, I no. think it was pretty. Or can clear. those two things not exist? He was. He was, Norman was in control, and then the scene in the apartment when Peter's spider sense goes haywire. Hey, best spider sense freaking scene out. In best the, spider sense scene we've ever gotten because he's just like something is wrong oh, and he can't figure out what it is, so and then good. it's just the thing that's wrong that's is really the good. Goblin has taken over, and Norman is mm. Norman's on sabbatical. Yeah. Dude, okay. that first of all, uh, Willem mm. Dafoe's like in the moment transformations were on another level this movie. Oh my gosh. Never been better. So good. Second of all, that Spidey sense scene when it's just that slowed down, muffled, yeah. and he's just free. He's like something bad is happening. 
and yeah. he can't pinpoint it. And then he makes the decision, that split second decision to web Goblin's hand. And then we get the best Goblin fight scene yeah. ever. Yeah. Finally yeah. seeing how strong Goblin is. Dude, when you fight the streets, the streets, streets fight, fight back. back, dude. Of Peter just beating the crap out of Goblin while Goblin's laughing. And also, oh, that was so good. That, that was, yeah, oh, that baby. face punch where he just laughs and takes it was very spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Otto is the only one that gets his humanity back first and yes. kind of is the, the one who gets to sit and reflect and then eventually come back and save the Spider-Man. Yes. Um, it's really, really fantastic. That whole scene was great. Uh, Aunt May's death was incredible. I'll go ahead and super pump right now because it's just going to come up over and over again for the back half of this episode. Uh, Tom Holland's my super pump. Yeah. I think yes. that he is my favorite live action Spider-Man. I think yeah. that he is... We are watching him come into his own as an actor in a really in some really incredible ways. This scene with Aunt May... Might be pound for pound the best acting we've ever gotten in the MCU. Certainly the best from Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And then again at the end when he makes the decision to lose everything. Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland, all the praise. Yeah. Tom Holland is my super pump as well. And it had been said early you know, there was a, a viral video going around of him being really emotional before or after people see the trailer and just go absolutely bonkers. Um, because I can't imagine the pressure. So behind the scenes, Tom Holland is a huge player in this happening, right? Like he's a huge yeah. player in yeah. the contractual negotiations between Sony and the MCU. Uh, I couldn't imagine the amount of pressure to make this movie. I mean, he's standing there the chosen one essentially in front of the two guys that came before him and yeah. having all of these scenes, like when he tells them, thank you, mm-hmm. that felt like mm-hmm. Tom Holland telling Toby and Andrew, thank you. Mm-hmm. That felt like Peter telling Peter and Peter, thank you. I think it goes without saying if it's, if it's not Tom Holland, do we even have the momentum or the gumption to make this movie? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't Tom Holland two movies ago, I don't know. And I think, yeah, he absolutely kills it. He's unreal. I can't believe he performed under this kind of pressure. You know, when Tom Holland is walking through, when so when Peter Parker is walking through his high school and everybody's taking photos, if Tom Holland was to walk in some kind of high school and people knew he was coming, it would be the same thing. Yeah. So I think there's this really interesting multiverse real world of like the pressure of Tom Holland uh, and, and his expectations and the fact that he's Peter Parker and the expectations of having to be Peter Parker as Spider-Man. 100%. And I think the fact that he pulled that off was the highlight to me. So yeah, I agree with you, Jordan. It was huge, huge. Tom Holland was it. And he needed to be. Of all the things, for me personally, Tom Holland needed to be in your top three. Yep. He had to be one of the best things about this 100%. movie. Or it's really hard to make this and movie. And he was the number one best thing in my opinion. He was so good. Um, Same. The yeah, high school scenes incredible. were great. Uh, Martin Starr, Hannibal Burris, and I can't remember our third teacher's name, unfortunately. Um, the three of them were so funny in the brief scene that they got. Um, I loved all of the, like, Flash, his stuff was very funny. Um, Tony That's J.B. Smoove. Yeah, J.B. Smoove. Uh, Tony Revolori was great. But if yeah. we don't spend at least 10 or so minutes on Toby and Andrew. Super pump. I'll riot. So, yeah. 
Super let's pump. Go. My let's super go. pump is is any time that all the Spider Men's are hey, talking so to each other, interacting with each other. Lose their minds <laughs> whenever Ned whenever Ned opened the portal, and clearly Andrew in his Andrew suit steps through the split second before he took his mask off. Somebody in the front row goes, "Oh my God, it's Toby!" <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely wasn't. Definitely wasn't. Guys, it was I got a very who's that Pikachu. For- I got a bigger cheer for Andrew Garfield than Toby. Yep, my we did too. Did as well. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Mm. I think Andrew Garfield was better than Toby in this movie. I think so too. Andrew Garfield was almost my super he pump was by almost himself my in this super movie. Pump as well, dude. He was so good. I told Callie on the way out of the theater, I was like, we got, we got uh, soon to be Oscar nominee Andrew Garfield in this one. Yeah. He has been Os- Oscar nominee. He got it? Before, yeah. Oh, no, before. before. Yeah, you're For, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hacksaw Ridge, right? Yeah, you're right. I think it was like, so it, I, I'm trying to find a good metaphor for this, and we love our food metaphors mm, around here. Nom, nom, nom. It was actually like, starving um, <laughs> right now, so bring it on. <laughs> it was like you go to Taco Bell, done, and there's this like steak, and you're like, this doesn't really feel like a Taco Bell thing, and it's not really going with my cinnamon twists and this fake cheese, but this filet mignon is. Interesting. I don't know why they would make a decision like this. And then you put the steak in the surf and turf restaurant and you're like, oh, this, this, this is where it absolutely goes, goes yeah. with all this other stuff. It's the fact that we've said this before, but Andrew Garfield is a great actor and he was great with what he was given sure. in yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man series. But now to see him here with competent writing. Yeah, what, an, what a wild, what a I, wild I, experience. I now want something I've never wanted which is the Amazing Spider-Man three, dude? I know. I <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I love the direction they chose to take, where he became bitter and angry, and yeah, yes. Um, How smart. Okay, I was I was already pretty weepy, like not crying, like just absolutely falling apart yeah, yeah, in yeah. front of other people uh, when May died, and just sort of stayed that way through the rest of this movie. The background <laughs> of this movie was so emotional. When Andrew caught MJ, like the second that the second that Andrew jumped off the edge, it just it surprised me. Yep. And it was just full, like my mask was soaked with tears. Yeah. As he hasn't even caught MJ yet. And I'm just like, he's gonna catch her. It's gonna be so cathartic for me. <laughs> Dude, well, and just standing was. there and being like, it was so simple though, right? Like that's yeah. the brilliance of this writing. Is oh, you don't man. have to say anything more than "Are you okay?" His tears, yeah. his tears in that question, and then MJ asking oh. it back to him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, he Andrew Garfield oh, was a man. Good, I thought Toby was great. I don't want to. I don't want awesome. to poo on Toby. Toby was fantastic. No. Toby, Toby was a kind of. It was a little bit different in terms of like just age. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really ever get to see outside of a cartoon. Maybe the oldest Peter Parker we've had was. Yeah. You know, was, Nick Miller's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jake Johnson. Right. Uh, but yeah, to see him older was new for us. And I think that Toby was able to carry the weight of that, of basically being, I was the first. I was yeah, actually I expecting him. Spider-Man. When they asked, uh, where's your suit? I was actually expecting him to say like, about that, I'm going to need to borrow one. I haven't done the Spidey thing in a while. Like, mm. I thought he was going to say he retired because clearly he's with, uh, MJ, he's with MJ still. Yeah. And I was kind of expecting him to be like, we're doing the family thing. Like, I'm done. If they did that and they did not tease May Parker, their daughter, who is Spider Girl, I would have been disappointed. Sure. Real possibility. Anyway. Real possibility. Their chemistry, I think these are all three gentlemen who have chemistry with a lot of other people. Yeah. The fact that the three of them have 
perfect chemistry together. The scene of them They're all so talking amazing. on the Statue of Liberty when they're talking about Toby's organic web. Mm-hmm. And Andrew's like, it's so I wish, funny. I want to go to space. I want to fight, fight an alien. And then when Toby reassures him over and over again, you're amazing. No, you're, you're amazing. amazing. You're amazing. You're yeah. amazing. So funny. Just popping his back. Yeah. <laughs> because he's so older. Good. Was, it was all... It was all really good, and they gave such a good amount of time. Yes. Yeah. I was worried, uh, not necessarily that it was going to be an afterthought, but it was going to be in the family of afterthought of like, but the, we haven't even seen the Spider-Man yep. yet. You know, yeah. it's it's past halfway, I think, in the movie mm-hmm. before we get all of them. But the timing is the timing is so perfect when they all yeah. when they all get back together and Tom Peter One is like, hey, I have done the team thing before. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you were you in a band? <laughs> yeah, that was very good. But he's like, I've done the team thing before. We have to. We have to work together here. And then they all swing out and it's the synchronized three swing and the Come landing. I, de- I, ooh, as though I were in a 90s movie watching a kung fu competition, I shook my fists and went, oh! like I was just <laughs> filled with excited rage inside of like I was just like yes the thoughtfulness the, the land oh, the thoughtfulness the with which land. they treat all the other spider-men mm-hmm. is like managing to do that in a way that also does not snatch the conclusion of this movie away from Tom Holland yep it right. never for a second stops being about Tom Holland but we give like we already talked about we give Andrew That's Garfield the I'm talking about we give Andrew Garfield that closure of he caught MJ and then fell apart completely yep we give Toby the closure of preventing the death of Norman, which yep. was like the catalyst for a lot of his problems yep. in the Raimi verse. I mean, that's what he says. He says his best I thought friend. about this a lot when they ask if there's yeah. any way to reverse Norman's deal. Yeah, and so him actually stopping the glider and getting the chance to do what he couldn't do 19 years Un- ago. So here's a question. So here's a good, good question. Was was Tom? Was Peter one really going to kill? Goblin, or was that all part of a ruse? Because I think Peter One was going to kill Goblin. Really, I don't I do. love that. Really, yeah, I don't love that. I like the wisdom of an older Spider-Man stopping him from making the same mistake that he made. Yeah, I just don't think I love that. Toby also like sort of maybe killed the guy who killed Ben, at least before he found out it was Flint Marco. Remember yeah. when he scared him out that window? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think that works really well of Toby being like, I have been there. I've been down this road. You want to kill the guy. Yeah. You want to take him out because it he hurt you. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. change anything. That doesn't solve it. Yeah. I like I like the implication of anger begets anger. Sure. I like the implication of Toby being the older, wizened Spider-Man who can say, Don't do this. I just don't think I love maybe don't love the way it happened so much. Yeah, I think I was okay with it because Tom Holland's Peter Parker, there's so much more behind just losing one person in his fury. I think yeah. he's mad at his own mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there as the universe is opening up, and it's all his fault. We keep hearing about how it's all his fault. It's also Ned. It's also Aunt May. It's also MJ. It's also, like, I think he— I mean, Tony. I'm, I think it's I wasn't surprised. Tony guilt Yes, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised he was the— <clears throat> The maddest of our Peter Parker. No, I'm not in that situation. I'm not either. In his in his vengeance. I, I don't know. I guess, uh, and clearly, I don't have that big of a problem with it because I still dislike <laughs> the Electro rewrite more than I dislike this. <laughs> sure. I I just think that I don't know. I, something felt weird, wrong about Spider Man swinging for a kill. 
I think that's the point. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get okay. it. I, I, and I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I was just- Supposed to feel right. I was just still in the middle of trying to decide if I thought it was all part of a thing to get Goblin yeah. alone. I don't think it was. I don't think so either. <laughs> I think I wanted to think the, it was. The line that came right after yeah. that, uh, after after Peter 3, <laughs> on Peter 3, after Peter 3 throws the uh, the Goblin de-goblinizer, mm-hmm. Peter stabs him in the neck. Uh, and Peter three says to Peter one, nice catch. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland says, nice throw. His He should have said you too. He should have said nice catch as well. Nice catch to you too, talking about catching MJ. Mm. Just keep keep catharting right there, Andrew. You're not done <laughs> crying yet. Just cry a little bit more yeah. for me, please. I need sure. a few more tears. <laughs> Very good. I still thought there was a chance. Well, I guess we did technically lose MJ. Dude, we lost season. a lot. I, uh, I still thought there was a chance that she was going to die. I was like, guys, go inside. <laughs> like, I'm just ner- inside. so nervous yeah. at the end. And that's good because there seemed to be a lot that was still very unpredictable about this movie. Yes. Um, and so that was a testament to, to the writing again of me just being like, I mean, we're only going to, we're going to catch her to lose her again, which mm-hmm. again, we kind of do, but we don't lose Zendaya in the MCU, right. I don't think. We just lose. We might though. Relationship. Because everybody signed on for three movies. So like Zendaya and Jacob Batalon and and Tom Holland, actually, their contracts are up. Tom is going to re-sign. Uh, Amy Pascal sort of spoiled that, but I'm unsure. get the bag too. I'm oh. unsure if Zendaya and... He will get I'm unsure bag. if Zendaya and Jacob Batalon are being written out because they're moving to Boston. Yeah, They're be. about to leave New York to go to MIT. So they might, they might be done. Let's. I mean, it's just how I feel about like I'm not going to get certain parts of my college experience, right? Yeah, you know, I just Gone. can I fix it? I have to go call Steven, see what we can do. About we got this. two <laughs> points. We got two points on our discussion guide, on our study guide left, and one is very brief before we get to the big one at the end, and then wrap this whole shebang up. The first point, very quick. Y'all, Craven and Rhino and Scorpion were defo in those cracks. Black Cat too. I didn't see Black but Cat. Like, I saw people talk the about comics. Black Cat. Yeah. But Craven, Rhino, and Scorpion, I saw with mine own eyes. Yep. Craven was uh, the most visceral. Oh, yeah. Craven was clearly. I mean, and the first one. Yep. Dude. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. That's fun. That's Tom can fun. be Spider Man for a long time. You know what's yeah. funny too is that that's such a smart move because they kind of gave us ghosts of what could happen because they don't have to follow up with that. Not at all. People might not be super upset if they don't because hey, narratively he opened up everything. Yep. It could have been anything. So, and let's let's yeah. build back up to that because and this is our final discussion guide point. Peter's sacrifice which broke my heart. I'm not laughing at Peter's. I'm laughing at just remembering Andrew Garfield talk about he talked. Oh, he, he's like a, a Russian guy in a rhinoceros machine. This is a really funny yeah. way to phrase that. Anyway, sorry. Funny. We it talked about Rhino. Funny. made me think of that. Anyway. Peter's sacrifice is heartbreaking. <laughs> the scene where he goes to reintroduce himself to MJ and- Oh my gosh. I just changes his just mind is so weeping. Peter, so Peter uh, to say your life is honestly better if you don't know who I am. Oh. And the worst part is, you know for a hundred percent certainty that if MJ and Ned knew that Peter was making that decision for them, they would be furious with him. Yeah, and say you don't get to pick if you're in my life or not. <laughs> like that's not mm-hmm. fair. So that makes it so complicated. But homemade suit, street level yeah. Peter broke Peter in an apartment. It's like a soft reboot of the MCU Spider-Man in all the best ways. And it 
Yeah. Opens so the door sad. so it is wide. So sad. Guys, it's so I was sad. so sad. It's so optimistic. I was ready to just open up the multiverse myself and be like, but the only thing that can go against <laughs> Doctor Strange's spell is the power of love. She's going to remember right. I know. Right, I really, right. really <laughs> hoped she would remember him. Yeah. And they dangled it. The 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 B words. They dangled it right in front of us with her looking like she recognized him and then it's just yeah. Ned walking in. I mean, they really... Uh. It's like this movie was like, how many times? Okay, we got like 45 minutes left. We can probably rip their hearts Does, out is there five times. I, it added to me that they they actually have chemistry. Like they're dating. Like these people are actually dating in real life. And I know that's such like a poppy thing to say. But it that added yeah. for me like how sad it was. I was like, are they going to break? They broke up? Wait, are Tom Holland and Zendaya Zendaya. dating in real life? Un, yes. Unofficially non-confirmed, but yeah. No. It's they, confirmed. They haven't confirmed it. They've not said anything about it. There's paparazzi pictures of them kissing in Tom's car. Oh, nice. It's confirmed. Look, nice, little, Tom. little car action, huh? Little little, uh, little vehicular smoochage. Little bit of steamy windows, huh, Tom? Uh, here's the thing, folks. If you're not watching Hawkeye for some reason, turn your episode off right now. Actually, don't. We still got more episodes, but just skip ahead maybe a little bit. Here's a mm-hmm. here's a wild prediction. Are we ready? Street level Spider Man. I already know where you're headed with that. Street level Spider Man in the finale of Hawkeye next week. Oh no, I don't think that. Especially once Haley, they asked Haley in the interview, "Is Spider Man in your show?" And she looked at Kevin to see if she could answer. Especially with the introduction of Matt Murdock here and Kingpin two days ago. Especially with the fact that none of this movie happens at Christmas except for the very last scene happens at Christmas time while it's snowing in New York City. Mm. And the fact that we do not get a good look at the new suit that he has made. Also, Yelena wanted to see the tree and he goes right by the tree. He goes right to the tree. (laughs) I am am like becoming… The more I talk about it, the more sure I am that Tom Holland will be in the final episode of Hawkeye in his new Spider-Man suit. And Jeremy Renner will not recognize who he is. He'll just say, oh, it's that spider kid. But Hawkeye won't know him at all. I mean, they barely knew each other wow. to begin with. Sure. I don't know, guys. It's wild. Hey, it could, also, it good. could be Mephisto, though. In I, the want final more, I want more of that suit. It looked so cool. Just watch Hawkeye next week. You're going to see it. You're going to get a full glimpse of the new I suit. I think okay. you are wrong, but I hope you are right. But I, Listen, I, I firmly think believe I, you're wrong. I think I'm wrong, too but I hope I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm i really, really excited about the future of Spider-Man, but I don't want to be excited about the future because right now I just want to be excited about this dang movie and how dope it was. Uh, it's so, like, it's such a, like, weird, sad excitement, though. I you know agree. I, mean? I completely Because, agree. like, but you it, know like, I love that empty, shake me like a maraca melancholy feeling. So this movie That's was, exactly how it ends, yeah. Was perfect for me. Um, Real quick, I do, I think... It would be a good idea, just very briefly, to say that the final villain fight scene was so good. Yeah. And I loved every second of it. Absolutely. The final, final villain scene, the post credit scene of Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. And, and Danny Rojas at that bar Football in Mexico. Football is life, dude. Football is life, but Somebody also said it behind death? me. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, I'm so glad I don't have to watch Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage to get any more... I think I'm going to watch movies them. in my brain. I think I'm going to watch them just to watch them, but I'm they so They feel glad like real airplane this, movies to we me. We kept the symbiote, but didn't necessarily yes. keep that universe. I'm I'm big, yes. big, big happy about that. So a little confused about why he got transported to this universe. 
it felt like because... Sony was like, he's going to be in the MCU. And this was Kevin Feige being like, okay. return to Cinder. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one here by that name. Yeah. Right. I, I did read a theory that Andrew About Garfield's the symbiotes hive mind. Spider-Man Ooh. is the Spider-Man in Tom Hardy's Venom's universe. I'd be fine with that. Let Andrew Garfield be the Spider-Man for like Morbius and Venom and yeah. stuff like that. Because we already, like the audience is, they know what a multiverse is. Didn't it feel like that. Andrew Garfield was just excited to be back in the suit? Like, I couldn't think Couldn't you was. feel that through the camera? I yes. think he was. There is no doubt in my mind that Andrew Garfield thought that Spider-Man was going to be his biggest break. This was going mm-hmm. to be not only something that he would personally enjoy, but would be great for his career. I mean, it's like Ben Affleck not with so Batman. Much. Like, lifelong yeah. fan of the character. Like, this is my dream come true to play this character in a movie. Yeah. Man, he was so good. I, I can't was overstate robbed, how good but he was so good in this, was in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he was um, We also got a Multiverse of Madness trailer at the very end. It looks like it's going to be so sick. I mean, hey, it's just guess what, so guys? Dope completely confirmed that you have to watch What If because Evil Doctor Strange is a big part of What If. Spoilers, dude. Okay, fine. Come on. We also saw, I think, Agent Carter. But it's like... Mm-hmm. There was a... Okay, okay. We'll do it. Captain Carter. You also saw uh, America Chavez who is a uh, Latina Captain America in the multiverse. Okay. All right, fine. I was going to be so sick. Yeah, I'm very pumped so for Raimi, that. Raimi also, and Elfman, It was crazy right? to see... Ramey yeah. and Elfman. I mean, Sammy, oh, it sucks though because oh, yeah. that. But the time it was announced, I was confident Spider Man would be a big part of that. <laughs> Oops! It just makes me so sad. It's like, oh, he doesn't have any friends anymore, dude. I know that's that. When I left, that I was just sucks. like, I, I am becoming sad for Peter having no one to share. I mean, he went to space. He fought Thanos. He was good friends with. Iron Man, he knows the Avengers. He has a girlfriend and a family and a history, and it's gone. Yeah. It's devastating. That's that's what happens when you make mistakes. You could lose everything. Shake, shake yeah. me the, like a maraca. The, the maybe, subtext, you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't have tried it the first mm-hmm, time, you dummy. Mm-hmm. The subtext of the great power and responsibility thing uh, is notably different in this movie uh, because every time that it's used around the death of Uncle Ben, it is do the right thing or else bad things will probably happen. And the way May uses it here is do the right thing, even if it means it's going to be bad or it's going to be hard, but you do the right thing. Mm. And that is a, I think that's a much more powerful like subtext to give that quote that it's not this transactional, like do this and this will happen or don't do this and this will happen. Do it no matter what. Even if you don't know what will happen, even if you think it might be worse to do the right thing, still do the right thing. Her reasoning or her her logic behind the quote is the whole yeah. reason he goes to Dr. Strange and says, do it, wipe me, wipe me from existence. It's done if you wipe yep, me from yep. existence. Yep. Oh, so good. It's what we do. It's, it's a little sad. weird that she's not interred next to Ben Parker in the cemetery at the end. I uh, we, we haven't even heard any and... mention of a Ben Parker though. We had one slight mention of Ben Parker. Well, in, in what if we did get a real real specific Ben Parker shout out, but that was a multiversal yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, in the MCU, the only thing we've gotten is in Civil War, when Tony goes to grab him from his bedroom, he says, uh, I can't put my aunt through that after what has happened with my uncle. I've learned that, you know, if you have the power to do the right thing and you don't do the right thing, bad things happen to the people that you love. Yeah. But that's it. So I don't, it's just, it's a weird Uncle Ben shaped hole in this Spider-Man, but having May fill that role I think works here. Well, and she just knocked it out of the park. Look, we can gush all day about 
how go. great this was. But we got to be done gushing and start rating. So we're going to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, the same science that does science stuff. I didn't have a I didn't have a fun quote. A fun got tons movie. of science and math. Lots in this of science, movie. lots of math. Quite the billboard, mm, indeed. Now, the best thing we could ever say about a movie... Oh, Scientific Cinema Skill developed by us. Two chunks. It's perfect. And as follows, the best thing we could ever say about a movie (laughs) is... Own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it. And then stream it. And after that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Can I go first? please. Thanks. Uh... I think it's like, imagine getting like 50 people you know relatively well, some you know better than others, and you say, let's let's play catch, mm-hmm. all of us together. Mm-hmm. Not really sure how good you are at catching. Let's use uranium. Um, and let's just let's just play a game of catch. All right, let's go. That, that Like, we did that and nobody died. Like, well, yeah. somebody did. Yeah. But we did that in this metaphor and everyone was okay and everyone threw really well. Like, oh my God, I didn't know you could throw that far. I didn't know you could catch that well. Like, this was un- I, I can't. I really can't believe it, and I can't tell you how much I was trying to be so critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came in with so much behind me, all the Spider-Man lore, all the MCU praise, and I said, "Ooh, I'm going to look for it," and I just hardly, hardly found it. <laughs> so I buy the poster for for No Way Home. Yeah, I, I can be, especially with Marvel, I can be guilty of hype goggles, leaving a theater. Uh, I'm buying the poster. I'm buying the poster for No Way Home, for sure. Uh, yeah. Might that change with sleep and distance? I don't know. Maybe, but I'm buying the poster for No Way Home. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I am probably the most critical of the three of us. What? Especially, especially probably. when it comes to <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Uh, this character means a lot to me. Um, and has like we talked before a couple of weeks ago when we watched the. Toby ones that like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 are like the reason I love movies. Those are some of the first movies I remember watching as a kid and being like, the, this whole movie thing, that might be that's my for thing. Me. That's that's really cool. I think I am, I think I like what all that stuff's about. Uh and then from there, like a deep love of comics and and reading comics, and then, you know, obviously reading hundreds and hundreds of issues of the amazing Spider-Man. And I'm here to tell you that. This is definitively the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. This is going to be an easy poster for me. This was Phenomenal. absolutely fantastic. And it this was even more than Into the Spider-Verse, which looked like a living, moving comic book. This was like exactly, exactly everything I didn't know to hope for. And I'm so shocked at how well they pulled it off. Yeah. This is when we... We'll give you more time for this. Hold up. We'll give you more time for this, Doge, because it is just super fresh right now. Yeah. I boldly predicted this would be a top two Marvel movie for you. Does it have a chance for that um, for you? Yeah, easily. Certainly. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was just going to say this is the part where we intercut shadowy clips of Doge being like doom and gloom about this movie. <laughs> yeah. this, is the Listen, part, this is the part where there's all the clips of Doge. You and like, MJ oh, have the same. Literally, when you expect disappointment, you don't get disappointed. There you go. Yep. But I then did. I should have been like, no, you know what? Actually, we're going to cure some ass. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I so told good. somebody yesterday that even telling me that you liked it is a spoiler. I was like, don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know what you thought. Don't even well, say anything to me. He texted me because Doge and I were the first two to see it. And he texts me and I was like, he liked it. But then I had an, it was so, he was like, what a movie. Can't wait to talk about it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> 
I don't know how he feels. There was no, there was no way I'm like, he wasn't going to I'm like Ryan Seacrest telling you you might be going home. Carter, you Ooh. are… <sighs> wow. Talk about multi-safe. That's my American Idol impression. That's uh, pretty good. Whoa, whoa. Uh, in case you skip shout announcements, this is our last movie of 2021. Next week, we will be coming back for one final mini Monday for the Hawkeye season finale. And then in early 2022, and I mean early, we will be coming back at you with uh, a, couple of, a couple of episodes. Uh, but make sure you tune in uh, shortly after that for our first true series of the year, Batman. Going through all the live-action Batman for movies, it. or at least the most of them. Mm, all of them. Thank you. We love you. It was a beautiful year. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to give our name and which Spider-Man villain we would like to see compete in Ryan Seacrest's American Idol. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and I think it's obvious, but the answer is, of course, Norman Osborn. And he would duet with himself. He would, he I would, don't go breaking my heart. And then he'd be like, I, I would if, if I, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around every now and then. <laughs> wow, that's good, dude. <sighs> I'm Doge, and I have never wanted anything more then I want Paul Giamatti to compete on American Idol <laughs> with a bad Russian accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Oh, I'm Carter and I'm going to call my shot. This is going to be who wins it because we have proof. Oh. But I'm going to have Electro as Ray Charles. Okay. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> I think he'd do pretty but well. He always but he's like the itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.